Today's gospel, the story of the multiplication of the loaves and fishes from John's gospel is a very familiar story. And the church this weekend pairs it with a similar story from the second book of Kings to emphasize that this would have been a very familiar theme for a miracle for Jesus' disciples and the crowds who were following him. They would have been familiar enough with Elisha's miracle that the comparison would have been obvious. Elisha fed a hundred soldiers, Jesus fed 5,000. So it's not surprising that at the end of the gospel, the crowds are identifying him as the prophet, the one they were expecting to come before the Messiah returned because he was doing something that the prophets had done in the past. It's an important miracle for us because it prefigures the miracle that we celebrate weekly, even daily. The Eucharist, which Christ gave us as an everlasting meal that feeds our spirits. There was uh, an interpretation of this story that floated around for a while, and maybe you've heard it in a homily someplace. And this interpretation said that what really happened was this. When the crowds heard the preaching of Jesus, that they were moved to share the food that they had brought with them, and that as they brought forth pieces of bread and fish from the folds of their robes and their traveling bags, that there was more than enough to feed everyone there. Have you heard somebody mention this kind of interpretation before? Okay, it's not just me having heard this. There are really two problems with this particular interpretation. And the first is that it introduces several elements to the story that just are not in the scriptures anyplace. But the second problem is that it does this to change the ultimate meaning of the story. It's nice to share. It's even necessary for our survival. But that's not what this gospel is about. This story of the loaves and fishes isn't about sharing and finding that we have enough if we just open our bags and pass it all around. The gospel is about getting through the times when we don't have enough, when our resources, our best efforts, are simply not going to do what needs to be done. And it is in those desperate situations when God chooses to intervene and provide not only what we need, but enough to spare. Eventually, every one of us comes to a point when we realize that we can't make it on our own. Sometimes it's because of bad choices that we've made, or because of illness, or age, or addiction, or because of some circumstance that may be out of our control. And when you are exhausted, or burned out, or desperate, or confused, or alone, you don't need to hear, well, just share whatever you've got and it'll all be fine. That is not helpful. When we're overcome by the hunger of our spirits, that's when we need the reminder that Christ has chosen to feed us, to renew us, and to give us what we need. There is a reason why Jesus chose food and drink as the way that he chose to be present to us for all time. Hunger is a reminder to us that our need never really ends. We will always need to eat. 
we will always need to replenish ourselves and to renew our strength. Our bodies will always need that, and our spirits will always need it as well. Christ chose bread and wine to become himself so that we would never forget that our need for the bread of life and the cup of salvation doesn't end. There is also a reason that the Eucharist we receive is a small piece of bread and not a whole loaf. We tend to focus on numbers to do a quantitative analysis of everything. How much grace exactly is God dispensing to us? How long will it last? You know, can I receive communion twice on a weekend, three times? What sense does that make? By receiving just a small piece of bread at the Eucharist, we are reminded that it's not about quantity and that our success or our importance or our value isn't measured the way the world measures those things. And a small piece reminds us that we'll be back. Remember that the Lord's Prayer says, give us today our daily bread, not give us all we'll need for this month. We rely on God's grace every day not trying to store up enough that we don't have to rely on anybody else. When we approach the altar to receive the Eucharist, there is a short but important dialogue that happens. The priest or the minister of communion says, the body of Christ, and the person receiving it says, amen. Okay, this is actually a brief but multi-level dialogue. We don't say, this is the body of Christ, because it's about more than the bread. When I say the body of Christ, I also mean you. You are the body of Christ, individually and collectively. And we respond, amen, to the whole reality. It's not enough to just say, it is, unless you also say, I am and we are. Amen is easier. Seeing the crowds and their apparently infinite need, those first disciples of Jesus panicked. Where are we going to buy enough bread for all of them? Even if we could, how are we going to pay for it? I try and remember this scene every time that I feel a bit panicked, that my resources or abilities seem dwarfed by the need in front of me, especially on days when I may be feeling a little tired or burned out. That's the time to give thanks for what we have, little though it may be, and to give it freely, trusting that Jesus is still with us to provide for us and for the needs of the multitude. Our responsibility is to trust that God, who knows our needs better than we know ourselves, is the one that will handle the multiplication that's necessary to see that all his people are fed.